It's the Easter season, and we're thankful that you're listening to Altered Stories. Here's your host, Michelle Saunders-Gutch. Shalom, friends, and welcome to the Altered Story Show Message of Hope mini-episode. My name is Michelle Saunders-Gutch, storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit located in Overland Park, Kansas, that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Thanks for listening. We hope and pray our words will encourage each of you during this time of uncertainty due to the coronavirus pandemic. Today, you will hear words of God encouragement from Sandy Williams, Altered Stories Ministry Board VP, and Brenda Curls, Altered Stories Ministry Board Secretary. Let's hear from Sandy first. Hi, y'all. This is Sandy, and I'm speaking to you today from Texas, where I have been tutoring my grandchildren during this crazy time in our nation's history. And I wanted to share just a few words with you today. I'm wearing my Choose Joy shirt today, and that will be my message because there are are times in our lives when we get to make these choices and sometimes they're not so easy. Sometimes it's really hard to choose joy. And so I will go back to the words of my mom. And when I I would be upset or I'd be frustrated or I'd be hurt or I'd be afraid, and she would say, smile and be happy. And I'd say, mom, how can I smile and be happy when my feelings are hurt? And she'd say, smile and get happy. And I'd say, how do I act happy when I'm not feeling happy? How do I act brave when I'm really afraid? And she'd say, practice. And she would look at you with that mama eyebrow. Does anybody have a mom like that where she raised that eyebrow up and she'd say, and she looked straight into your soul. And then she wouldn't quit until you said, yes, ma'am. And so today I would ask that we would practice, let's practice kindness and practice charity and practice patience and practice loving your neighbor and practice loving yourself. And in Nehemiah 8.10, the Lord says, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is, is your strength. Our strength comes from the Lord. So today I say, choose joy. Brenda, go for it. I'm a follower of Christ first, a wife, and a mother of one son. I work for a nonprofit organization that works with children in poverty around the globe. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. This is certainly an unprecedented time for all of us, and I mean everyone. This is impacting the whole globe, a global pandemic that none of us have experienced. But it's Good Friday. And as we look forward to the promise of what comes with Easter, it could be tough. But celebrating Easter during our pandemic will really mean we won't be able to worship together like we used to. Maybe family gatherings won't happen like they normally would. But you know what? God knows and is walking with us through this journey. God walked that path to the cross for each of us because of what he did. We have his promise to help guide us through this global challenge. This week, I've spent a little bit of time looking back in my journal to see what God would say to me. And I found so much encouragement on how he has taken me through challenges, through the times of the past, 
And, you know, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he promises that he will go. If we go with him, he will give us rest. God carries our burdens when we can't. Let me finish with saying, quoting actually Psalms 13, 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I hope you can find peace as you trust in God's unfailing love in preparation for Easter. Thank you, Brenda, so much. So in closing, friends, here are my words of God hope. As most of you know, I'm passionate about helping Christian women share their God stories. I believe storytelling provides hope to others and creates connection, trust, and relatability, as well as unity. Storytelling is also one of the most powerful means that leaders have to influence, teach, or inspire. The Altered Story Show currently has 29 different God stories shared that provide God hope to others who are going through difficult circumstances and are in need of hope and healing. These altered stories are transforming women's lives around the world. As Ann Voskamp shares in her Day 38 Lent of More God Instagram post, no matter your story, what's in store for you now is restoration. The Bible shares many, many stories of hope for us, probably between 600 to 800. One of my favorite Bible stories is the Easter Bible story. The story is summarized in the gospel and recorded in the New Testament books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus' crucifixion was part of God's plan from his birth as man's sin required a sacrifice. The resurrection of Jesus is the foundation of our Christian When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he confirmed that he was the Son of God. This provided all mankind with hope that our physical death isn't final. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. God bless you all. Hi, this is Meg from Letters from Home podcast. Boy, these are crazy times we are living in, momentous times and historic. I asked my family this week, what brings them hope? First, my husband, Mike. So in a time like this with a global pandemic, there is a real need for hope. I've met people that are feeling very helpless and people that are feeling kind of hopeless. And the idea of being hopeless is a horrible, empty feeling. And for me, it's really important to separate what hope is from what wishful thinking is. You know, people think, I hope I don't get the virus, or if I do get the virus, I hope I don't get really sick and and my family gets sick or hospital. But hope in the Bible is about something that you have an assurance and even a confidence, a conviction about. So I think that the pandemic is a place that doesn't change 
someone's hope at all. It just makes it more clear. As a matter of fact, hope in the Bible, it, it's always in the context of having to wait for something in the future. And it's about the trials associated with the current present conditions. The idea of hope in the midst of a storm says, I have something bigger than this storm that I'm anchored to. Talks about having an anchor within the veil, the Bible does, the veil being that place of God's presence. And so hope is something that brings you through really tough times. In Romans, it talks about a process that goes from suffering, which produces endurance, which produces character, which produces hope. And it says specifically that hope does not make ashamed. So I think at times like this, hope is the best thing. Next, Eden. She's 22 and is home from nursing school. In this season, what I've learned about hope is that no matter what trial you're going through, you have to have some type of anchor that gets you through it. And in this season, that anchor got tested for me with kind of the storms of social distancing and trying to do class online when you're a senior and don't want to do anything. (laughs) You just want to go to work. But one thing that really encouraged this is looking at how temporary this is and how we have a sure hope in God coming to right all wrongs for the new Eden, new heaven and earth to be made. And specifically, a quote by C.S. Lewis encouraged me. He shares about that God as the director, when he walks on the stage and the play is over, when you see the whole natural universe melting away like a dream and something else, something never that's entered your head to conceive comes crashing in, something so beautiful to some of us and so terrible to others that none of us will have any choice left. Now today is this moment, is our chance to choose the right side. God is holding back to give us that chance. It will not last forever. We must take it or leave it. If you think about life as a stage and when God comes on as the director at the end, that's the end of the play, that this world will be over and then the rest is a celebration after. It puts in perspective how the little mess ups, the little things that bug you or if you feel down or depressed, that there is something afterwards and this is only temporary. And then you get that endurance to get through those trials. And that's how I find hope. And third, Jordan. He's 16 and he just got back from his shift at the grocery store. I I found a verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I was reading a different version of this where it says these three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. So there are two encouraging things that I find in this verse. The first encouraging thing is that the hope that we have right now in this hard time will last forever. And this is the same hope that we're going to have when we come to even more difficult times. So if we can find hope now, then we'll always be with us. And the other is that if we can find the love of the Lord and the love of others, then we will be able to help produce hope because that's, that's really why love is the greatest because it, produces faith and hope. If you're struggling, please reach out on our website. We'd be glad to help in any way we can. Lettersfromhomepodcast.com. God bless you all.
I'm Debbie Robertson, host of From Willingness to Wellness, a faith-infused podcast for the willing heart, mind, soul, and body with a focus on health gain by weight loss. My purpose is to inspire and influence others to live a happier, healthier, more fulfilled life with the message that anyone can have complete wellness. It all begins with willingness. You can do anything if you are willing. Hope is something that's very close to my heart. It's something that I talk about quite often on my own show, and it comes from a place of knowing what true hope is. True hope, according to the Word of God, is an earnest expectation. When we have true hope, it goes beyond a wishful thinking type of hope into a faithful type of hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for or earnestly expected. So when we talk about hope, we are looking at it from that place. Also, hope comes from a place of fellowship. Now, I have an entire episode on this, but I want to give you just a little bit from that particular episode. Psalm 16, 7-11 says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Verse 11 says that you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. It's in His presence that we can have that fullness of joy and where our flesh will rest in hope. And where does that begin? It begins with our will, being willing to bless the Lord. Verse 7 says, I will bless the Lord. So you see, to have that earnest expectation, we have to be in His presence, and we have to be willing to bless the Lord. Now, in addition to being the host of a podcast, I'm also a fitness instructor. And right now, during this coronavirus pandemic and everyone being at home in their shelter in place, we've been doing some video chats And I asked some of my participants who were on the other day what hope meant to them. So as I finish up my little segment here, I wanted to leave you with what they had to say about what hope means to them. Hope to me means believing and expecting for something that hasn't happened yet. Hope to me is a confident outcome and just claiming it. To me, hope is the Lord. Because he is always there. He never changes. And he knows what's best for us. And he wants what's best for us. And so we can have hope in that. My desire and hope and prayer is to end this COVID virus. Hope to me means faith and trust. Hope is accepting God's blessings without doubt or question. Hope to me is the promise of something better. Romans 8 says, if God is for us, who could be against us? I pray that things will go back to normal again soon. 
Hope to me is a driving force. I hope for a positive outcome. I hope for my family and friends that they stay well. I hope for them all to prosper in life and love. As you can hear, we are all hoping for the same thing. I'm going to give my final words with this, Romans 8, 24, and 25. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You can do anything, including rest in His hope, if you are willing. Again, this is Debbie Robertson, host of From Willingness to Wellness, and you can find me at ForTheWilling.com. That's the number four, thewilling.com. Hi, this is Tina Smith, and I am the host of the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast, a podcast dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. You can find me at RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org. There, you will find the tools that you need to pray for your children and step up your spiritual parenting. This has been a rough week for me. I can do anything for a couple of weeks, but I hit the wall at three. Then, when I heard we had at least another month of this new temporary, the verse in Proverbs thirteen twelve rang so true for me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I have never had hopeless despair crouch at the door before, but he was sitting right there waiting for me to open it and let him waltz right in. As I pressed into God and listened to his small, still voice, he began showing me how he was up to something, not just in my life, but also in the lives of all of us who are following him. He reminded me that I don't want to go back to the familiar because the familiar is a trap. Familiar keeps us stuck in the same old, same old. Isn't that exactly what we want to do when we're up against a hard thing? Run back to what is familiar and feels safe. He reminded me that he is doing a new thing and to anticipate it. He is making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. However, in order to see the new, I had to forget the former. I had to stop longing for what was familiar. He's tearing down those things that keep me from growing and moving forward. Only God can move forward when it feels like everything all around us has taken a giant step backwards. And so, there is hope in the midst of turmoil and chaos. Hope for a new beginning, hope for a new tomorrow, and a new you. Are you willing to go there with me? Are you willing to see this as God putting us in the boat with Him? He's telling us that we will get to the other side, even though in the middle of the lake, it will feel like we're drowning. The bright hope of Easter is clouded by the darkness of Good Friday. Without Good Friday, there wouldn't be Easter, and without this trial, there won't be a new you and a new me. What is it God is doing in your life right now? He is revealing what is inside your heart and beckoning you to lay it at his feet so that you may be resurrected into all he created you to be. I don't want to get to the other side of this blessed pause only to miss all that God wants to do in my life in the middle of it. What about you? 
This will be over before we know it. Really, it will. And we have two choices in the midst of it, to press into the work God wants to do in our lives and be changed by His marvelous grace, or run to the familiar only to emerge on the other side of all of this, no more sanctified than the day we began. For most of us, this pause in the action is really a beautiful gift from God. It is a chance to pray for those on the front lines. It's an opportunity to build new and deeper relationships with our family members. It's an opportunity to leave the former things that were standing in the way of your relationship with God and develop new habits that draw you closer to Him. You see, God has given us just enough time to begin making new habits that will bring life to those around us and to ourselves on the other side of this. Let me leave you with Proverbs 13.12 from the TPT version of the Bible. Here's what it says. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. The hope is that when all of this comes to an end, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Brandy Gable from The Road Home to You, a podcast offering hope and faith in Jesus to those wounded by others, stuck in addiction, or afflicted by the storms of life. After Jesus sat at the well with an outcast woman from Samaria, having shared all he knew about how she longed for something more meaningful than one failed relationship after another, she got up and went to her townspeople and shared her story. When two men were walking down the dusty road after Jesus had been crucified, they met up with a third man, who at first glance appeared not to know why they were so sad. But then the third man spoke, and he shared the stories of past generations, of prophecies being fulfilled, and soon the men realized that they were indeed speaking to the risen Christ and they too went and shared their story of how they'd met Jesus. Stories are important. They are the touchstone to our past. They remind us of where we've been and where we are going. In times such as these, we hear many stories, from doctors and nurses on the front lines, to the politicians working to make the right call for their states, to our own neighbors, friends, and family who are sick, or fearful of getting sick. There are stories coming out every day that illustrate both the best and the worst that humanity has to offer. I'm fortunate enough to have a story from my great-grandmother, who was 14 years old when the flu pandemic of 1918 happened. She had recently moved to Spokane, Washington, and had only been in school for a week, when, because of the flu, the schools were all closed down. On Thanksgiving Day, she and her aunt, along with 10 other young women, went to a local play. The next day, she recalls she and the girl she sat next to the previous evening both woke up sick. Five days later, her friend had died. She recounts, Every one of those girls except my Aunt Verna had the flu, and my mother was scared to death. 
my mother and grandmother got flu, but my aunt stayed home and nursed all of us and never did get it, and my grandfather never got it. Dad never got it either. Whenever the Indians came, he'd light up his pipe and smoke it, and they'd be coughing and they were dying like flies. But when they'd leave, he'd spray formaldehyde, and he thinks that's what kept him from getting it. I was in bed for ten days. The doctor said, go on a liquid diet, no solids. Stay in bed until your temperature is down for three days. My uncle nearly died of it. Christmas, we were all starting to get well, so got together, and we were a bunch of the shakiest people you've ever seen. This is a rare look into the time and experience my ancestors were living through as they faced a pandemic. I've read this accounting so many times, but not once would I have guessed that I'd live to see a pandemic also. But here we are, and we also have a story to tell. Each one of us is experiencing so much of the same thoughts and feelings, yet we're all walking through them differently. Our understanding of the world around us is unique from anyone else's. And in the midst of all of this, we are each experiencing God. What's your story? How has this time of social isolation affected you? What have you learned about yourself, your priorities, your boundaries, your hopes and fears? What have you learned about your relationships, about God? In writing our stories down, not only do we leave a legacy for our descendants, but we also give ourselves a chance to reflect and process our own experiences. The very act of writing is therapeutic and calming. The other wonderful thing about stories is that they provide a memorial for us to see and remember God's faithfulness like the Israelites as they wandered through the desert, leaving memorials of stone when God provided, the stories we share with each other about God's provision and presence stand out as beacons of hope during the darkest of days. Go, grab a notebook and a pen, and start writing your story. Then share it, because I promise someone will be blessed and encouraged when you do. Be sure to check out the Road Home to You podcast at roadhometoyou.com or wherever you download podcasts. And remember, love God, love people, and pray hard. Bye. Hi, this is Teresa Blaze from the Unresolved Podcast Network and the Unresolved Life Podcast When I think about hope, you know, it's funny. I think about how God is going to make all things new. You know, right now we are in this place of lockdown and everybody's afraid and all this. But there's going to come a day when all this won't matter. There's going to come a day when he's going to wipe every tear from our eyes there's going to come a day when we are going to see yeshua jesus our lord face to face (sighs) there are days i think about that because i so desperately need hope 
you know, because there's so much stress around what we're doing. And it's so wonderful to consider that one day we're going to be with our Lord for all of eternity. No more death, no more pain, no more suffering, no more crying. And we're going to be able to serve him forever and ever. That's what I think of when I think of the word hope. It's found in Yeshua. Thank you. Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.